Ching, but doesn't really mean ching. So, Yahoo! that's more the right sound for that. Do I sound loud enough? I don't know. How do we sound, guys? How do I sound, guys? Matt, Matt Johnson's here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we worked. We made ten thousand downloads. I don't know if that means we people listen to us ten thousand times, but but it's been downloaded. It's a but fact. It's Sitting in someone's phone, unlistened, we don't know if that's possible. Hey, Bat. I'm here. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Good, good. I like that. Are you ready for the uh, 9 p.m. debate? <laughs> I am. Or you us over that? Well, I'm going to do half and half. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you, and then I'm gonna go with uh, Pence and Harris. I I'm see. expecting. And then you a, will come back to us. Then I'll come back. No, I'm expecting a bloodbath. <laughs> so when is uh, King Torres calling in? Around nine thirty. Okay. So he's gonna. Was it you, Chico, who said he's going to block me and not let me get on the show? Yeah, he's, uh, we've, already, <laughs> we've already trained him to be ready for that. <laughs> so I, I have to say, I don't know if uh, tonight's debate is going to be able to match the, the first debate. Because that was like a no. car wreck in a dumpster fire in a train wreck that I couldn't turn away. I was going to watch like a few minutes of it, and then I was like, Holy shit, I can't stop watching this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was like such a disaster. Unbelievable. So, but, I wonder yeah, what this happened. one this was going to be a little more sedate, but um there will be fireworks, I believe. Well, there is almost a fire in the house right now. Do you smell that, Adam? No, what was that? <laughs> almost burnt up cast iron pot on the stove as I was seasoning it with oil. So I left uh, it on. Last night we got to perform for the first time in nine months. Ten months. Excellent. Since February. Was it February? What oh no, we didn't get to dance in Etika either because it was the slow milonga and we it was decided December of the Nacho. Yeah. So was how was it? What how was it? <laughs> we were amazed. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it was cool, like, it's like riding a bike, you know? Exactly. Not really, not really. You don't go back to where Except, you left. Uh, the, the chain got rusty and the tires <laughs> fell off. But, <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> yeah, you have to change the inner tires a little bit. 
Tune it so up how, a little bit. Yeah. How did, cool. feel, how did it feel? How did it feel to um, perform in front of people again? Oh, that felt great. It was like, exhausting. Oh, I felt like I was pumped after, and I would have kept going. Yeah, passing. but. Whew, excuse me. Um, tango shape. It's like um, to dance tango. I was thinking about this the other day. To like dance tango, you don't need to be in good physical shape. But you need some special kind of physical conditioning. Shape. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like anyway. And plus, when you're performing, your kind of endorphins kick in, and, and well, it gets also, a little, um, you know, a little more. I feel uh, more in shape now than I did at before the pandemic. So. Well, I wanted to give people diet advice because I know, Bad. I don't know if you're still on your on your diet, but. Uh yeah yeah a little bit. A my advice bit. my advice is don't do anything. <laughs> because when the pandemic started, I had been like exercising, I cut up bread, I stopped drinking beer. And now it's been ten months later and every time I see somebody, they're like, You look like you lost a lot of weight. <laughs> and uh, even oh. yesterday, last night I saw people and they're like, Wow, you look like you lost a lot of weight. And um, I think my solution for me is just eat whatever I want. And, and not uh, see people for a month. And don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it disappear for several months. So I weighed myself for the first time a couple of days ago because I was up in Vermont and I was staying at a friend. I went to see Xavier and Jessica, and they have a scale for some reason. I haven't weighed myself since March, and I weighed myself, and I'm at 160, which is like has been my target weight for ever. <laughs> and all I had to do was eat whatever the fuck I want and not do anything. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm going to try that. I think you should. I'm back in the gym, and I tell you, it feels so good to get back on that treadmill. You know, I put on my headphones, and I blast the music, and I'm on that treadmill, and it's like, it doesn't replace dancing, of course, but, oh, it feels good. I am so happy when I'm on that thing. I wonder how I'm going to feel when I get in the embrace on the dance floor. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, gonna be very interesting. I I think uh, we're all gonna have a couple of I think it weeks might of adjusting a, back yeah, into it. But I yeah. think the excitement is so much like overpowering the rest of it. It's gonna be emotional nice. too. I'm yeah, sure definitely. there are gonna be some tears in the room. Well, last time I went to Falucho, um two a couple weeks ago, I, I just stopped by briefly to say just to check it out because I was fascinated. And the next day, I woke up like really depressed because it was such a high to see everybody for a moment, you know, yeah. in that yeah. situation. Yeah. And, and just to think about like what we all spend most of our time doing, which is just like dancing and being together, being together and enjoying each other's and company, laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like having that to be, you know, we were all sort of doing it a little bit more and more with very carefully, but we're never, you know, we're not going to be doing it that way for a while. And, I don't know, kind of waking up to that reality that morning was, was was pretty hard for a few days. I was like, man, this sucks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all I can to not think about it because, you know, it, it really knocked the air out of me. Yeah. You know, I was, first I was angry, and then I was sad, and then I was double pissed, and then, <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to, I want to, I'm so angry I can hit a small child. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking about how amazing it's going to feel when we're able to get back to it. That's just like, that's what's keeping me very And last night was so, positive. like, Sharon and I drove back from Vermont last yesterday. So we had to, like, get back as soon as we could to get to the, 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 the event in time. Uh-huh. And it was just so... Um, like, Not like the old days. Yeah, like so nostalgic. We run home, we pick up Chico in Newark, we run home, we have like 20 minutes, to sh- all of us to shower, change, pick out what we're going to wear, jump in the car and get to the Milongo. And uh, it's been so long you know, since yeah. we did that and it was just so natural. And Like even having such a deadline to get to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and how many, how many of your fans were there? Oh, we had to get like good amount, but not like it was a mixed crowd. There were people that we knew, but not so close. And then there were some like two tables of us that are close. Yeah, there were there were about twenty protesters and about twenty counter protesters. <laughs> <laughs> and about I ten, was, I don't give a it shit. Was a mixed bag. Is it still smoking yeah. in here? She goes, like filling up with smoke in here. Uh, no, I turned the fire off. <laughs> I think. <laughs> So that this is what made me totally realize last night, like we haven't performed in a long time. After we performed the song first song, everybody's clapping and uh-huh. I'm looking around and I find myself clapping with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's perfectly natural, perfectly normal. You know, anyone in the tango community who saw you do that, I'm sure they understood why you were doing that. Yeah, it's like, like I felt I'm like so a happy. Kid, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but next, after the next song, instead of clapping, I just like opened my arms, spread them wide, looked at the sky. I'm like, we're alive, we're dancing. Thank um, God, thank <laughs> you, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Amazing. That was funny. So, is this debate tonight going to sway your vote? Vote bat? Is that? Um, <laughs> Are you still no. undecided? I just read a funny. No, I just read a I'm, funny just, I'm, I'm just looking for blood, that's all. Somebody posted it said, um, at this point, not voting for Biden because he doesn't live up to your ideals is like going to Trader Joe's and seeing that they ran out of your favorite mango chutney and throwing yourself in front of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> that she and I should go to the debate and bring Kamala Harris some salt and pepper because she's going to eat him alive. It'll make it taste a little better. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and now, Bat, while you're here, man, you, 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 we were texting about a, well, three weeks ago. You thought, the, you thought the man with the beard was going to win the finals. And what happened? Another man with the beard looks like it's, uh, it's two days yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know what, man? Every game, LeBron loses more hair. Well, he's, he's an old man for basketball. He's 36, right? 37. 34, I think. 
No, he's a year or two younger than me. Because I, I think he, he came in the league at 17, and he's been in the league for 17 years, no? Yeah, yeah, no, it was 18. 30, uh, we, we could Google that. Somebody, 35. Vanilla Drew, what, what, what do you think, Vanilla Drew? <laughs> Is it, uh, I think he's, well, he's up, he's up there for basketball. I think Michael Jordan had retired the second time before he came back for the Wizards. Anyway. Yeah, but it's like every game. To, for yeah. someone to notice it on television, it's like, <laughs> dude, what's going on? Were you using just for men before that, and it's it's wearing off? I, I don't know. Thirty-five. But, Thank you, Sharon, the producer. <laughs> yeah, I know his birthday's in uh, December. I know his birthday's in December. Well, he's looking good. He is looking really, I mean, yeah, really good. Yeah, he's posting numbers like like he's got a couple more years in him easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's got absolutely. a couple of good years in him easily, and then he's gonna get. You know, probably keep playing. Yeah. But, um, Sharon, I'm doing laundry at Chico's. I found six bobby pins and a $20 bill in your pants pocket, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) The laundry lady's keeping it here. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm really happy you guys got a chance to, uh, to dance and to dance in front of people and also to perhaps encourage some non-dancers to uh, one day come and check us out, you know? Oh, yeah. There check were the a bunch of them actually asking me about it. And yeah, we got a little like crowd going, asking. and then um, there was a two-top, a table of two, like, couple, like, they were watching. and Yeah, it was nice to see, you know, to get Tango out there again to the non-people. Yeah. People. It's, uh, it's been, it's like everything right now is, is um, was from sports to, to Broadway to dance, like, not only are the people in it not working, like, the next generation isn't being exposed or having access to it either, and that's going to also have its effects for a time to come. It's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But it was also very nice, like, the music was great last night. Oh, yeah, Emilio. Emilio, yeah, playing, and and uh, then Sonia or Sophia. Sophia, I believe. Uh, Her voice was amazing. I did not. Oh, and Emily sang. She was amazing. Yeah. Which Emily? Emily from La Nacional that sits at the bar a lot. Cheeger. Yeah. Emily Cheeger. She wow. has an amazing voice. My God. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Wow. Deep and beautiful. Like, she did such a great job. So, well, that, yeah. We want to reach out to her and congratulations. have her sing for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, Emiliano was playing? No, Emilio so- Sola. Sola. Oh, Solas. 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 Yeah. Yes. Is that the okay. Socials, no? Okay, yeah. He's okay. nominated for another Grammy Award, apparently. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good so good introduction cool. of uh, tango and tango music and Argentine food. It was like a whole combination of the culture. Uh, wow. Vanilla Drew, I, I think LeBron should buy the Cavs, man, not, not the Wizards. But <laughs> I see that. Bring it back home again. Mm-hmm. Bring it back home. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know, would it? I have no well, it'd be nice opinion for the city. about this. I think it would be great for the city. It'd be you know great for for morale and LeBron would feel great about it. And then we could shut Adam up about the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> enough, Adam. Enough. <laughs> no, but. Uh, but I, I love your hometown spirit, man. I love that. 
Me too. It's easy to have hometown spirit when you don't live there. <laughs> I'm, such a bull, I'm so fucking full of it. Like, if I live there, I would be like, I mean, I'd still support the teams, I guess, but yeah, it's so much easier to root for Cleveland when you live in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's sports or anything. Didn't the Browns kick ass the other day? Holy I forgot. Oh my That's God. why there's a Browns bar in your neighborhood. Yeah. They were like, we can't do this in Cleveland. We didn't. No, well, it's a joke that I have with my, my buddies from, from the Ohio, Cleveland area that I watch sports with here. It's like, anytime we lose, and especially when we do often, I'll still be like, man, it's so much easier to watch us suck in, from Brooklyn than to suck from Cleveland. <laughs> 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 Sorry for my Cleveland friends <laughs> listening right now. Oh, yeah, but it's... Uh, like, yeah, at least we don't have to deal with that. Um, but, yeah, the Browns, man, they destroyed the Cowboys, although they almost lost it in the fourth quarter. They had a three consecutive drives against them where they, they scored against us and they hit the two-point conversion. So they went from being down 41 to 14. Oh, God, dead, From being down uh, 41 to 38 in seven and a half minutes. Oh. In the fourth oh. quarter. They scored 24 points in eight Holy minutes. Holy shit. And then uh, OBJ, and this is turning into a sports podcast. We need to get to our musician friends to call it. And then OBJ ran a crazy route for a touchdown, and that sort of clinched the game. So, anyway. are you saying Cleveland has a team? I'm not prepared to say that yet. Okay, okay. I know, everybody wants us to, we should talk about <laughs> Kachibache. Kachibache is in the house. Who said that? So that. She's like, we don't care. And physically, Kachibache. where are they? Call in. Kache is calling in. Oh. This is what happens. Their phone rings, but mine doesn't, so I can't hear it. Hello, hello, Pacha. Hola, gente. Hola, Pacha. Hola, Bat. We have never met, but we will someday. Yeah, yes, we will. You have Absolutely. a great voice. Let me tell you that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now I feel that I have to, I have to compete with your boys. No, 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 no. He's a skilled professional. He is. He uses his voice every day. (laughs) (laughs) Taxi! Me too, buddy. Taxi! Me too, but I still don't know how to use it. (laughs) You sound good. You sound good. Plus you have that accent, man, that I don't have. (laughs) I can't can't take it away. I can't. (laughs) You know, one night, one night in uh, La Nacional, Juan, me and yeah. Juan Pablo, I've known him, Juan Pablo Vicente, since like 2002 or something, right? And we always go back and forth at each other, right? So one day he said, yeah, Bat, you hear this accent? Women love this accent. And I, hold, I held up my <laughs> arm and I said, you see that? Women love a little chocolate. Everybody loves a little chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been at it ever since. You got to know how to use whatever God gave you. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us about what's going on with the... No, it's a beautiful accent, man. Tell me something. So tell us what's going on with the band right now. Yeah, you guys came out with your new album. New album. In two months, we got a new album. 
electronic tango, techno tango, something that I swore I would never do in my life. Okay. <laughs> I was going to no, make I'm a, a joke about it. Like, okay, you guys have reached your electronic phase. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like we, we are about to split. <laughs> That's why. It's like the no, Beatles. It's like, all right, I, we got to do the electronic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now you can graduate. We, we, are, we, are, we are running out of ideas. No, this is crazy. We, I never thought I would record a, a techno tango album with Cachivache. And a couple months ago, <clears throat> um, we were uh, with the guys doing a streaming before the concert. And Vito was always carrying the crazy ideas. He said, what about recording a techno tango album? And I was like, no way, no, no, no. Don't come with me. I don't want to do that. I am okay. like a hardcore tango musician. I like uh, acoustic music. And no, never, no computers, never in my life. And two months later, I, I am very happy <laughs> with this record because also I had a little idea of what, is going to, what was going to be this album, the music. I don't know. And as long as we started like recording the album, I was like, eh, I think I like this. And now I really like it. Okay, I have one issue. This is... I, have one, I, I, I have only one issue. You need to, yes, you tell need to me, record Adam. A, you have a song called Berlin. You need to record a song called New York, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. I will do it. And yeah, I man. Intro, yeah. I, have the intro I will do it. I will do it before, before, before Beat of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's very cool. very cool. Here's the intro. Bam, bam. No, man, no. No. I think you can take that motif and do whatever you want with it. Just Better check with your lawyer first. Just this jingle I came up with the other day. <laughs> I think I will do. I will do something. You need an ensemble one. I'm sorry. Um, I, so, have one. Um, I have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a quick question, um, kind of a two part Tell question. Me. First part is about what percentage of the new album is done with? Uh, do you use a computer? And the second part of the question is, um, how many compositions are original compositions? Well, <clears throat> there's a lot of comp of computing, but. If this is not a like a classical electro tango album, why? Because uh -huh. it's not that we started composing it uh, in within the computer um, tools, but we composed okay. songs and then we just arranged the song to sound electronic, like with the drum bass, and uh -huh. that was it. And some weird noises, but it was not re um, composed. On the computer, but it was composed as a regular song, and then oh. we gave it to Achi. Achi Deus is the, our new piano player, and he's oh. also a producer, and he produces oh. a lot of trap and rappers and hip hop artists. And he said, uh -huh. "Okay, I can do something with this." We had some some demos of the songs made uh, at home with like uh -huh. very cheesy backgrounds and like with the the, the regular basis you get from I don't know, garage band or those mm. programs. And when we gave the idea to Achi, he turned them into something really, really cool. In fact, we had the idea long ago to, 
to work with a rapper, but we don't know any rappers because we are Mirongueros. And he said, look, I'm working with a couple of them. Yeah, we, don't, we are not cool. We don't skate or anything. We don't know how to do that. And, and I, <laughs> we are just like creators of the night. And she said, you know, I'm working with a couple of rappers and I will ask one of them if he wants to participate. And I said, okay. And he sent a demo with the, the guy has already recorded the voice and it was amazing. And we said, yeah, we want to do that. So the album was mostly composed as a regular album, but we gave it to Achi and he put his magic and he turned it into an electronic tango. Wow. There are a couple of songs, for example, um, half of the album or more than half is original compositions. We have Berlin, oh, it's a song uh, composed by Vito, and he already composed it with the techno bass. And then we have two songs uh, composed by Adriano De Vita, the bandoneon player, uh, Tokyo, and uh, Tiempo en el Aire. And he he didn't do any any background, and he also gave it to Achi and asked him to to give it like the electronic face. Yeah. Yes, the spike, and he did, and we all really liked instantly what Achi was doing. So the process was kind of quick. It was like every song that we composed, we played it, Achi arranged it, and we really liked it, and that's how it was composed. Mm. So, it was a nice, a very nice thing to do. It's a, it's a new thing to do also because usually when we re compose for an album, we re rehearse a lot because tango, the uh, traditional tango needs to be rehearsed a lot. It needs to be played. It needs to have every song its own tempo. And this was different because we just tried the songs. Everything sounded uh, good. So we started recording and producing it, overdubbing. Um, like it was a different process for us. And it was very cool. Nice, and it's also you guys got to learn a different process. Like that's also inspiring, probably during this time. For me, it was hard because because I had to learn how to play less. You know, when you play traditional tango, me as the bass player, I have to mm -hmm. be like pushing the band. I have to be like mm -hmm. jumping yeah, on the beat, and I have it. to be like yeah, exactly driving it. And now that we have this, the, the background. Uh, I had to learn how to just play a few notes and I had to learn not to be responsible of the beat. I just had to let myself go and play softly and nice. And it was, a, it was, it was different. All of us, yeah, we had that wow, problem, that problem even even Adriano, the bandoneon player, he when he was recording, he was like what we call in tango cadenear. Cadenear is like pulling the chains. When a musician in a tango orchestra is, has the, the leading melody, he has mm -hmm. to cadenear. He has to pull the orchestra within. Like he has to put the tempo and the and he he was doing that also, and he had to play like a different kind of tango. Like you have to play mm. on the beat, you have to relax and not to be that nervous all the time, that expressive. So it was cool, it was fun. 
I have to tell you the truth. I didn't like the idea at first. I was, I was the asshole in the band saying, no, 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 I don't want to do it. And also because the guy told me, why don't you play electric bass? You're good at it. And I was like, no, that's that's past, past time for me. Now I'm a contrabass player. Like I am a grown man, and and I really like uh, whatever I recorded. It was fun. And also you, it opened did up. Did you play electric yes. bass on the album? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yes, it's mostly electric bass. And I was like, but you didn't play the bass because I was talking about it. He's like, I played the bass. And I'm like, that's a contrabass. And he's like laughing at me. <laughs> you see, now I'm a proud electric bass player, bass guitar player. Again, yes. Well, it's also, I feel this album might like reach out to more an audience that's not dancers. Yeah, well, you know, hurts. what? What? Uh, yeah. Everybody hurts at the end. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what, whose idea was that? By the, way? the the idea of this, uh, Beto, of course, Beto. He's always with the crazy ideas. <laughs> you know, I see uh, Michael and they're Stipe good. A lot. He lives in my neighborhood. I think. I see him really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. He's show. A <laughs> show him. Show him. Show him the song right, and tell I'll him, you see? I'll carry this album forever now. We, I see welcome to Tango, know. Michael. He's Please try to make the, a video. He's always with one of the other Try to make a video of you telling him, welcome to Tango, Mike. Yes, it was Vito's uh, idea, and, and uh, that was another idea that I told him, no, it's so cheesy. No, not this song. And he was like, I, I I was I wanted to play this song like for all my life. Please let's do this song in a tango. And I didn't like the idea. And when I was recording the bass line, it's a very groovy song, and I was enjoying it. And Vito, we were in the studio, and he looked at me like, "Ah, you like it? You like it? I know." <laughs> yes, like, I like it. So like it. I really want to play. Um, Como la gente, because you, you mentioned the rapper. And yeah. I also want yes. to play Everybody Hurts, because I think people listening might be curious to hear. Yeah. Because, and, you know why? Because everybody hurts. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> During these times, for sure. Sometimes. And Pacha will let you pick the third song. <laughs> but I'm going to play Como la gente now, and then we'll... Uh, okay. Figure it out from there what, what we're going to do next, okay? All right. Okay, okay. I'm going to mute go. myself. So, guys, if you want to mute yourselves, too, or you, Pacha, not guys. Where's Bud? He's watching the debates. <laughs> <laughs> I like this music.
Bravo! Yeah, we rocked it. We rocked it. I'm out of breath. We, you know, you know, I feel young, man. We have a rapper. I feel young. I feel that like I'm not getting bold. You are young. You're like what, 24 or something? No, 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 no. After these six months, you know that all this started with me cooking meatballs, and now I became a grandmother. I am an old fat guy. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Are you on the special diet I was talking about where you just eat whatever the fuck you want and lose weight? <laughs> well, those I didn't understand. Oh, sorry. I um, I was saying how I spent a lot of time before COVID, like going to the gym, watching what I eat, trying to keep my weight down. And then once COVID started, I just sort of was like, oh, it's uh, school's out. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm now I'm like thinner than ever just from doing nothing. But I think Thinner than never. Like, I well, hate you. I am. I am obese. I am like... fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you know, biking I, I, and did, walking a lot. I am biking and walking. Did I tell, tell you? guys the story of my bench? <clears throat> I had a bench like to push uh, weights. Okay. In, in my little apartment, I have a contrast and I have a bench. And when the quarantine started, I cheers. When the quarantine started, Cheers. I decided <laughs> I was not I was not going to do any more exercise because I was, like, cooking meatballs and talking to you guys. And I, I wanted to put – I wanted to move the bench to another room, and I hurt my back. So after oh, that, shit. I spent, like, one month trying to – it was, like, one oh, of the worst moments God. of my life. Oh, I know the feeling. So last spring, I did a 12-week – 12 12-week 12 – I think it was 12 weeks. It might have been 16 weeks of a weight training program. Mm-hmm. And I put on. Uh, it was really good. And on the very last day, oh yes, I remember I was this doing shit. deadlifts. Deadlifts is when you're like you, you squat and then you lift up as much weight as you can as you stand up. <sighs> Why and do you do that? Why? Because yeah, it was it's I a bulk it. up kind of weight training program. And um, on the last day, I was like, I'm gonna go for like 300 pounds or something. I, I was like. And, he can't lift me. Well, not right now. I'm on my COVID training program. <laughs> um, and I, I bent down and I went to pick it up, and my lower, I felt this pop in my lower back, and oh. I was the guy who was like walking out of the gym, bent forward, like <laughs> in tears, <laughs> and I couldn't, and I couldn't do anything for like, well, actually, it took uh, ten days to heal, like which is good because that meant it wasn't like a, a, a bone thing; it was a muscular thing. 
But I immediately went to like a, a walk-in clinic, and they and I spoke to the doctor, and he was like, "Just give it a couple days." And yeah, but it was the last day you of texted a, me of like a on your sixteen-week uh, weight training program. <laughs> like that. Yeah, we all. So I know the feeling. Like, so back injuries. Don't don't you terrible. don't you feel a little old? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, here's yeah. my story. A month ago, I did nothing but sat on my ass for two days doing watercolors and stuff, and then I had a back sprain. <laughs> I sneezed today and I hurt my back. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I went golfing yes, two days ago and I'm still anything. sore. I went golfing two days ago. You went you, you went golfing. Nice. Yeah, it was the first time I ever went golfing on a course. I did nine holes. He ran after balls. I, I definitely <laughs> did not do well, but um, it was really nice, and I'm fucking sore as hell. <laughs> golf. That's what you get when you go golfing. You would not. Yeah, no, like you would not think. You know, one would not think. I have a, my friend Tammy who owns the dance studio. She was on this show a few weeks ago. She loves baseball. And a couple of years ago, the, the, the pitcher... He had to run to first base to tag somebody out, and um, he pulled a le- muscle in his leg. Oh. And uh, I was and we, I was talking to Tammy about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, the poor guy, he's not used to running. And she said, if you can't run 90 feet, you're not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's The conditioning in baseball is usually like standing, except for like the... That was really funny. If you can't run 90 feet, you're not an athlete. That's so true, though. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so true. What are you cooking tonight, Pacha? Meatballs again? Uh oh. You know, I have to house. tell you, I. Uh oh. <laughs> April, hola, April. April's two sheets to the wind. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, April. Hola, Happy April. birthday, April. Feliz cumpleaños, Abril. Yes, Abril. <laughs> are you drunk? So what, I'm sorry, yeah, Pacha, what were you saying? What did you what are you working on tonight? No, 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 I'm not cooking because I a month ago I drove down south to Patagonia to my family's house. I'm living with my parents for the last month. That's what okay. you get when you're broke, you see. And yeah. I'm not cooking. My mom is okay. cooking for me. And I behave behave like a child and she asked me, for example, what would you like to have for dinner? And I shout, Milanesas! <laughs> and she's cooking, Milanesas. <laughs> no, Milanesa, Milanesa. It's like, Milanesa. Milanesa is, mother's love in Argentina is traduced in Milanesas. If she cooks a lot of Milanesas, she loves you. Today, there were like four or five, not many, but I, I've wow. been here for a month. I think she hates me. That's not true. <laughs> oh, man. I had Milanesa last night. Yeah, Milanesa night. last night. We were at the Cafe Argentino. And then I devoured the leftovers mm-hmm. on our car ride today <laughs> without even eating them. We were starving. Yes, Milanesa is very, um, what's the word for it? You can do a lot with it. You know, you can have Napolitana. No, no you have to eat it. Oh, okay, okay. Or you can have it with, uh, there's one place, um, Cordoba. And they put it with like a corn chowder on it. It's called the Milanesa Maryland, Maryland. I don't know if you heard. Maryland, sorry, a la Maryland. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Remember we went there. A la Maryland, it 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 has a banana also. Oh, okay. 
What? I don't Hold know on. why. What's in the mix again? I, I thought it was like yeah. a corn chowdery kind of sauce with like some sort Like of... white corn sauce. Maybe it's right? banana with it too. I don't Maybe. know. I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but it was ah. That was Salsa blanca, yes. Bananas on the side, it was bananas on the side. Ah, yeah, 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 on the side. Cafe Viejo or something mm -hmm. that's on uh, Cordoba. Yeah. I will remind you guys, last time you were in Buenos Aires, you didn't listen to me because you never do, but I invited you guys to have a coffee at my irregular cafe, Varela Varelita, and they have the most amazing sandwich, the Milanesa, Milanesa sandwich, in the world, oh, and you, you didn't tell us guys, that, man. You because said, it's a surprise. Of the best coffee place. We'll go have coffee one day, and we're like, yeah, because you have coffee and a Milanesa sandwich. That's <laughs> sorry. sorry. Adam just took your sorry. relationship to another level. You, you are not worthy. <laughs> Well, man, I hope they're still open when we come back. Cause I wanna, I mean, yeah, I would love to hang out in person. The, uh, the, um, at the, you know that they're still open. Okay, good. Oh, no, they're still open because they started doing, after a couple months, they started doing takeaway, and I think I went twice a day for four months. Thanks to me, <laughs> those guys are open. Really. They told me that no, I will have my, my, my own table next time. The whole we Sorry, the, somebody was talking about Milanesas. Yes, exactly. Milanesa. Trying to say give space because Marcelo is coming know, in to jump on me. Marcelo. When we were at El Beso, but the milonga during the day, I don't know what it's called again. I forget. La, La Rosa. Rosa. La Rosa. La Rosa. Marcelo said you need to get the um, Lomo sandwich. It's the best Lomo sandwich in town, and I got it, and it was freaking phenomenal. Remember? Oh my yes. God. Yes, man. Milanesa, Lomo. You're killing me. <laughs> well, yes, you're in Milanesa. the place where, you, see, you, know, you have the best. You see, it's a, it's a big deal. Marcelo just came in and li listened to Milanesa, and he wants to run back to Argentina. Milanesa, it's a huge deal. Milanesa, Maradona, Perón, or big things in Argentina. I'm crying. I'm crying right now. I'm crying. I'm sorry, sorry. going to Marcelo. cry. So Chico no, Marcelo. Is, uh... I'm sorry. Yeah. What do I eat? No, no. Tell me. I, I was uh, apologizing oh to Marcelo. She puts, she puts so talk about. I need butter on my Milanesa, which is already cooked in like oil, breaded, and I love putting a little bit of lemon. And with every single bite, I need to have a little piece of butter on the piece. So it's you're not like pig. I let the butter. I'm a pig when it comes to Milanesa. Sorry, you're a pig, but I think that you you might be a genius also. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Well, that's how we you, do it. You know, I think I learned it from my dad or my family. You know. Actually, it's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So whenever though, when I'm in Argentina and order a Milanesa and I ask for butter, they just sort of look at me, butter, what, um, and I'm like, yes. What kind of Milanesa do you have, the pollo or with pork or? Me? Everybody, everybody. I, What's your? That's a, that's a matter, this is the same, whatever. It's Milanesa. No. Le entramos exactly. con todo. Really? It depends where you eat it, I feel. To me, it's gotta be, I like, I prefer chicken. 
a chicken in certain places because they make it more puffy. <laughs> but certain places, like in gringos, yeah, because I you like guys, veal too. You guys beat your your meat so thin. It turns out, like most places, like at the Milan, yeah. say, it turns out to be like just fr fried bread. Yeah, I don't like it super <laughs> thin either. But there's no meat in it. But the you can have two. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! What, 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 <laughs> State College, Herbig's, mm. Austrian place in like Pennsylvania, they make a veal. The Wiener Schnitzel. Vino, yeah, veal Schnitzel. That's Milanesa. It's Wiener Schnitzel. That's Milanesa. And it's like it's so good. Yeah. Like the thickness of their meat is good. Mm -hmm. All right, this is a really good tango show with uh, <laughs> uh, all uh, Let's let's talk. And... Sorry, let's talk a little bit more about Milanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Milanese has our. Let's play the next song, guys. Okay, well, we're gonna have to name Ga the song Milanese now. Yes, but uh... one moment, yeah, one no. moment, guys. For every for everybody who is in the in the in the podcast, hi hi, how are you doing? Nice to be here, <laughs> and as well for the people that is there writing or the people who will, will listen later. If you come to Argentina, you cannot leave Argentina without trying Milanesa. This is like a yeah, must. So yeah, another way, if you don't try it, Milanesa, we you we are going to stamp in your passport that you are not going to come back. Yeah. Any, any... And you also have to have flan, and of course, like without banana licuado. Banana liquado with my Milanesa, I love. And steak, of course. You know, I just I just had Milanesa, but I'm getting hungry again. I'm getting hungry. We just had a huge salmon. All right, we're going to play Everybody Hurts. Yes. Sometimes. By El Cachimache. Hit it, baby. Mute it, guys.
I was holding myself from singing. <laughs> so purchase. I was crying, yeah. What makes nice. a song become tango? Make me think about Milanese. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe forget about Milanese. Mila what? Mila who? Mila who? Ah, oh, Milanese. Ah, oh, funny. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, Chico, tell me. So, what, like adding what and doing what to the song made it tango? Because you were saying, yeah, we Nothing. did get and we made it. <laughs> I was just going to say Albandonion. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I... Just Albandonion. But this is, this is a great experiment. This is something very powerful about Bandonion. Bandonion is uh, related heavily with tango. So whatever you do with Bandonion, it sounds like Buenos Aires uh, for milongueros or tango dancers. You hear a Bandonion and you want to embrace someone and dance. Not, not because of the rhythm, but because of the sound of the Bandonion. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very peculiar. Was there violin there? No. It was just no, Bandonion, no keyboard. Right and electric you, bass, yeah, electric bass and exactly. guitar. Um, but I guess violin also could have added that, but bandoneon definitely, like as a yes, whole of instrument. But bandoneon, bandoneon on itself, uh, even when you grab a bandoneon and you, you don't know how to play, I know because I have a bandoneon and I don't know how to play. <laughs> and you play two or three notes. It's tango. You play one. One chord, and, and my mother always, she looks at me like, oh, my, my son is a genius. And she says like, oh, tango, I love tango. And, and, and I will say, I'm not playing anything. I don't, I don't know how to play this shit. And, and she's like, and she close her, closes her eyes like, yes, come on, give me tango. <laughs> so that's the power of Mandonia. <laughs> and then she gave me more and more Milanes. And then she told me, you're fat. You should lose weight. And she gives me more Milanesa. <laughs> That's not a joke, but yes, it's funny. Oh my god, that's mother's for you, man. Same here. Oh god. So, <sighs> what did Bandoneon used to play before tango? It was a German instrument, but what kind of music? Yes, folk music, and mostly it was invented. It was invented to play in the. Um, processions, uh, religious processions. It's a, a way to replace the organ mm. for church. Interesting. So small churches you would, would buy a bandonion that there used to be smaller. They have like uh, 10 voices each side. Now they have a 144, I think. Wow. Bandonion Argentino. Wow. Um, then it got, it got stuck in the folk music and musicians and luthiers starting adding more and more notes. There are several kinds of bandonion, and I don't know how or why the 142 or 144 voices bandonion gets to Buenos Aires, and it became like the sound of Buenos Aires. I mean, we're talking about that. You listen to bandonion and you think about Buenos Aires, 9 de Julio, Obelisco, Milanesas, Milongas. <laughs> I think uh, and, like this. And nobody thinks about like nobody thinks about Germany when to a corner of the street and start selling Argentina. Milanesa, Belisca. Milonga. <laughs> I think they got rid of those bandonios with 144 notes because they were like 
these are too much. Get give these to the to the, <laughs> to the people leaving. No, no, they, that it, it it can be that can be true, but also they they are Vandalians with even even more notes. It's just that in Germany they started building the 142 or 144 notes Vandalians because they were uh, required here in Argentina and Uruguay. And they started making lots of them. That's why there are a lot of uh, 1930s and 40s bandonions. It's called the Argentinian bandonion. There are a lot of them because they were like they were successful. But in Germany, they were not as much. So I heard recently the fun fact that like not every key will work well with bandonion. So when you're like composing a song. That it's one of the instruments that you really need to know well which keys work better with it. Uh, yes, it's it. The order of the notes is really random. I mean, it has a sense. It's well, it's it's well. It's not well designed. It has a sense, but it's very difficult to learn the notes. Mm. Uh, it's 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 very. It's like I like to say that it's one of the few things that the Germans didn't do well. That's why <laughs> they said, okay, let's leave, let's leave it to the Argentinians. They will get it, and we and we got it. Like it's a mess, and we're like, yeah, we are a mess. Yeah, exactly. We can oh, handle this one, don't We got this. Yeah, I know. Give it to me. Okay. Exactly. We're the best. We're the best. Give me. Exactly. Marcelo still there? He's dreaming of <sighs> Yes, sir. I am watching the. I am with the bad watching the debate. I am in two places at the same time. Don't turn it on. We don't want to hear it. Why is what? That's fascinating. He's into that sort of stuff. All right, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, guys, you put me. You put me at the same time as the debate. Nobody is listening to me. Yeah, well, that's why we picked it this week. I should have the debate. No, man, you are at the same level of Milanesa. Listen to me. No, trust me, the That's only what, people, I have to use the big guns. The only people following the debate from we know is Pat and Marcelo. Uh, I guess James is, is he's he's checking it out too. Well, I, I I'm gonna listen to it later. Or yeah, me too. Later. later. I don't wanna hear the whole thing and get agitated. All I can hear, all I can tell right now from the feed here is that the moderator is weak, and that Pence is talking too much. <laughs> yeah. like you. Man, Pence is so white. I'm scared. Is he alive? <laughs> As a white person, I'm not offended at all by that, by the way. Me neither. <laughs> You're Asian, Chico. I, I am? Yeah, you're Mongol. I am Mongolian in me, probably. Yeah. And his name? What's his name? I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I have a little Mongolian. Oh dear. Pacha. Pacha, where is your family from? Speaking yes. of um, things that don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, my family, you, I have a Portuguese last name. Mendes with an S is Portuguese. Oh, wow. And I always thought that they were um, people fleeing persecution in Europe, but. Uh, this trip, my father told me the story. The first Mendes in Argentina was a ambassador from the Netherlands. Uh, Mendes da Costa Hof. It's a, the last name was used to be Mendes da Costa Hof. Then it was Mendes da Costa, 
when they got to Portugal. And when they came to Argentina, they didn't want to sound Jewish, so they just cut the last name and it sounds just Mendes. So they come from, Mendes comes from the Netherlands, but like several generations ago. And then my, I don't know, I have a Spanish grandmother and the rest is a mix of Italian and Spanish, like almost every other Argentinian in the world. <laughs> Fairly mixed. They're like a great wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fascinating. What's the third? I have a, I have a spot. Yeah. The third one. No, no, go for it. What were you going to say? No, no, I wasn't going to say that I have a Spanish grandmother, but I don't have Spanish citizenship. I have no European passport and I deserve one. You deserve okay. one by having so many. I don't know. I'm not connection. sure about that. Mm, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo is the typical Argentino abroad. <laughs> he, he doesn't want you to have. I want my paper, Marcelo. Marry me, please. <laughs> I will give you Milanesas. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is getting dirty. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> when we were in I know a guy. I know a guy. When we were in St. Louis. Yeah, we all know a guy. Many years ago, we had an empanada making contest. Not a contest, but we went through, we made empanadas with Mauro. Yeah. And then we did it again in, in, in Argentina. We invented, like, new empanadas. We need to have a Milanesa. But you know out. what happened that night? He forgot the Mauro words. said that... Beef empanadas are not considered right if there is no eggs in them. Uh -huh. and, then and then he made a bunch and they forgot and to put the and eggs he in. Forgot to put the eggs he cooked in it. And he goes, Fuck! Fuck! So we need to make uh, milanesas together, guys. I've been working on my milanesas, to be honest. I, I make a really good milanesa. All right, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Mm, well, you are too, too, too white to have Milanesa like that. I don't know. I'm, I need to... <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, Mike is fucking Dutch. He's whiter than me. <laughs> I am not Dutch. I mean, I have a... It used to be a Dutch, but they, I, they, they were like brown Dutch. That's why they kicked them out, I think. I have a picture here, and, and they look like... They didn't look Dutch at all. That's why they started like going to the coast and then to. I think they heard go to South America. Nobody cares if you're Jewish or whatever. And they said, okay, let's go there. Milanesas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Mila 1, Mila 2. So, what, what's the third song we should exactly. like to share? Pacha. Uh, as we are in a Milongueros podcast, I would like to share our version of Buscándote. It's a very soft porn uh, <laughs> version of Buscándote. And I would That's like to share it with you. It, yes, huh? laugh, laugh. All right. Laugh that you can and I, listen I'd, to it. I'd like, you, I'd like to visualize you and Marcelo doing a sexy Milanesa dance on the background. Oh, the Mila dance. Mila yeah, dance, baby. yeah. Put some egg. All right. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. I found it. One second. Put it in the oven. One second. All right. Here we go. Searching for you by El Cachibachi. <laughs> Seek and destroy. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's one. Okay. 
Ooh. That was soft. Seventh floor, please. <laughs> Wow. wow! See, we, 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 we tried we tried to play some gospel music, but we we are still too white for that. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, perhaps. That was nice, yeah. man. I didn't hear that song of of you. Very beautiful. It's new. It's it's I yes I. I I feel like I'm in love again. Well, I want to say because um, not with Milanesas. Oh, yes. Milanesas. <laughs> Enough, basta. No, I, was, I wanted to just say your song Rosario. I get it a lot in my head. Yeah. Especially like because you said you. Ah. Um, and you said, I don't know if it's like placebo effect or what, but you said you wrote it like on a train ride. You had just separated or something from somebody. No, no, no. Was. It was a car ride, car ride from Rosario to Buenos Aires. It was raining like hell, but I was deeply in love. I was crazy in love with the girl, yeah. and it came from the heart. This song, Buscándote, I guess that the composer was very much in love also when he composed it because it's a perfect song. It's just perfect. Well, I was just going to say that I often think of it when I'm like driving or, or in some sort of like dreamy kind of mm -hmm. state. You yeah. know, it just, it just hits. It just sort of comes into mm. my consciousness. In those moments, and was, uh, I'm like, yeah, he got it. He, he did it. Why, why, why don't we talk like about this like in private? <laughs> You're talking about Rosario, right? Yeah. yeah, Rosario. Yeah. Rosario, Rosario. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Nice. Yeah, we can talk Sanchez about this in private also, if you want. Like, uh, very Will you charge dreamy. me? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I might have. I don't have any. I don't have any jobs now. <laughs> um, what, what were you saying about Buscándote? It's very dreamy too. Like it, I don't find there's that many dreamy tango songs. And uh, well, Buscándote, when then, I first heard there, the original there too. Slow jams or this kind of music. that the composer was thinking about something like this kind of rhythm when he composed Yeah. But I also like very soft, very romantic. I also like the other way you guys played it too. Though. Yeah, I love you that know, like version. Much more hard. Like, yeah, I like. That yes, of course, because it's it's danceable. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yes, That's of, a course, good point. of course. Yeah. But but this is this is a. I mean, this whole album was a thought from the fact that we can't dance. There are no milongas. Okay. We don't know when we're gonna be able to dance again. And it's a nice moment to like make music for the, the people's ears like the music should dance inside your head mm -hmm. you can't embrace another person so you just dance inside yourself do you ever that's the you, idea and this is another do you guys yes. have like dances in school like so here growing up we have dances at school at the end of the year they're called like um homecoming dances i think it was called mm -hmm. and um you know i remember yes. going one year And you know, I put my hands on the girls' shoulders, and we sway back and forth, very slowly, nervously. And when you, when we, when we yes. played your version of "Everybody Hurts," Chico and I danced to it like tango. But there was a part of me that just wanted to stand there <laughs> and put my hands on her shoulders well, and sway back us, and forth. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, lentos, slow jumps, lentos. It, when you did that at school, every everybody was watching the teachers and your parents, and you couldn't get closer. That's why we invented tango to get closer to other people. But you know, 
Um, you know that in the best milongas in Buenos Aires, uh, people dance very tight in a, in a very tight space. And sometimes, like in La Viruta on a Sunday, 4 a.m., you barely move. Sometimes you embrace another person and you just stay there and listen to the music. And it's a very romantic. I mean, it happened yeah, to me. I don't know if it happened to you. Yeah, no, I agree. But I want to say something that might upset you and Marcelo because Pooja um, was writing about this. Pooja, I was in Vermont and they had impossible burgers at the grocery store and I made some. And they were fucking amazing. They're better than Beyond Meat, definitely. And um, I want to do like I want to. I'm gonna have you guys over someday for a barbecue, and I'm not gonna tell you which burger's real and which burger's fake, and you won't know either. I love that you just jumped. But, no, I love. It. Sorry, sorry. No, because you gotta that is that is no news. United States is the country of burgers. You have the best burgers in the universe. I mean, it's like Milanesas in Argentina. <laughs> if I bring you to Buenos Aires and I give you a vegan Milanesa and a real Milanesa, you won't know the difference because it's well made. True. The U.S. has the best burgers in the world. They're amazing. So the first... It's like a work of art. Like, this is what these people do, burgers. <laughs> this is the first time I hung out with Aitachibache was they arrived to Austin. And I was with we we, we went to eat burgers. Morning. And what they wanted to do was go to a burger yeah. place, um, which was really nice. That's cool. It was delicious. Yes, burgers. and I, I remember that I, I teased the the woman of the uh, the food truck, and I told her she was a big woman. I was like, "How big are they? I mean, we're in Texas. How big are those? Because I'm a big guy." And she was like, "Oh, you will see." And she gave me the the burger was like bigger, like a, it was like a car. It was huge. And after I was eating the burger and I was having trouble uh, finishing the burger, it was really big. And she shouted from the food truck, "So, was it big?" <laughs> and I was like, ah, "Hey, too. <laughs> yes, take some, take some burgers. It was huge. Gonna, it was like a horse." I was, gonna say, I was it, trying to finish the burger, but I started to have a heart attack. <laughs> no, I think I did. I think I did. But we have to play that. You know, when you're on tour, if you have a heart attack, you have to play that night anyway so you can't die you have to die when you go home <laughs> we had uh, Maria, Maria Blanco was on the show about two months ago maybe and she um, she said she she could tell us give us a list of all the best burger places in New York City which I think she sent you Chico no maybe she like mentioned it on but the she's, show but yeah she's she also realize, into the yeah. Uh, the burgers yeah yeah I, I have to tell you, New Yorkers, that the best burger in the U in the U.S. it's not it's not in Texas, not in New York, but there's a burger house in California called Farmer Boys. I don't know if any who's listening knows Farmer Boys. They are the best. They are so big that one of the burgers has even like half an avocado inside the Whoa. sandwich. It's, it's very very it's what town, amazing. What and you can tell it's what town are we in? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, but there are, ma there are many around California. Oh, okay. And you can tell that it's good because when you go in there, we went twice in the same day. <laughs> they, they were that good. And when you walk in, the only thing you see is morbidly obese people <laughs> smiling. And you say, this is the place I want to eat. <laughs> yeah, really. 
Where is it? I'm taking notes. I, I, I remember not burgers. The farmer boys. Far I remember farmer boys in I California. Similar, not with burgers, but when I was in Denver once with Nick Jones, there's a sandwich place there. I, I mean, this is many years ago. And I don't remember where, but he was like, "You got to go. We got to go here for sandwiches. This is the spot." And it was very similar. Like we walk in, it looked kind of like a really divey diner, and we walk in, and everybody in there is just like just struggling to breathe and live another day, oh, but they're so happy, they're like the happiest dying people, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this, and it was amazing. I have to confess, guys, that uh, so four years ago, we finished a tour in Portland, and after playing one night, following morning, we had to drive all the way to Los Angeles airport, I mean, it was like a... Uh, 24 hours drive, something like mm. that. 30, 36 hours Shit. drive. And we stopped like in three Denny Denny <laughs> diners. Oh, Denny's oh, is the best. You I know you guys Denny's. hate it, but oh. Denny's is, Denny's is the best. Like 5 or 6 I love the Denny's in Puerto Rico though because they sell Well, the we, we want to. What's that? Medallia is the beer of Puerto Rico. It's like oh, the Budweiser okay. of Puerto Rico. So you can get like a you can get like a Denny's <laughs> breakfast. What do they call the? I forgot what they call them. Right, their no special idea. breakfast. But you can get like a yes, huge slam breakfast. It's called the, the massive killer. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get that with like a six pack of Medallia. Then it's good. Nice. You know, I remember I in Buenos Aires, you, you know, what places? <laughs> no, no. This is <laughs> this is just culture. In Buenos Aires, you can tell that <laughs> some place is good for for eating when you see taxi drivers. If taxi drivers go to some places because it's cheap and it's yeah. good, and in the US, yes. if you see if you see Agree. Uh, truck drivers, it's a good place. And I remember we we're sitting next to. Two truck drivers, they were huge. They were the biggest people I've ever seen and very fat and super tall. And one of, one of them told to, to the other, they were having breakfast. And he was like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. And I, I looked at him and I, I thought, if you can't handle, that's a huge breakfast. And then I tried it and it was. And you have like one liter coffee. It's insane. <laughs> it's a nice way to die. The, uh, the Biggest breakfast I ever had, I forgot how you call it. It's an English breakfast. It's the, the Sunday brunch. Is that what it is? Sunday. You guys heard of this breakfast? They have it in England every every Sunday. There's like pork loin. Sausage, eggs, it's, it, beans. No, yeah, there's the beans. There's, when I was in Thailand uh, last summer, I was with my buddy. My buddy Justin lives, lived there at the time, and his friend Scott uh, Robbie's from England. But there's a huge British population in Thailand because they're all perverts uh -huh. and shit. And but they're they're, they're elegant the, also. It's not called the English breakfast. I was just talking to uh, somebody. I was talking to Jessica about this the other day because she lives in England now. Anyway, it's like pork loin. I mean, it's it's in this small plate is a feast, you know, and then they have the large plate. Um, and what it's, time do they eat this? Is it breakfast like, or brunch? It's like brunch. It's brunch. Yeah. You, and everybody like there is, you know, similar to like the crowd that has the burgers that you were talking about, Pacha. Like they're all like these older, they're probably like 30-year-old British guys, but they look like they're 70. And they're like the reddish cheeks. <laughs> they all look like Santa Claus. They have like the reddish cheeks from all the drinking and the big red nose. And they're drinking beer with this huge breakfast watching football 
and uh, yeah. Anyway, that was the biggest breakfast I'd ever, I'd ever seen. But this is spicy, right? This is spicy food too. Not, not, not that I remember. No. It's just a lot of shit. I don't think they eat much spicy. <laughs> no, it's a lot of salt though. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Because I, when I was in, I don't remember which country, they have a brunch, spicy food, and for for Argentinian, spicy food at midday or breakfast is like... Dude, spicy food for suicide. you is like ketchup, man. <laughs> yes, I have to give you that. Yes, that's true. What the hell? You ketchup? What the hell is ketchup? You ketchup. You ketchup. Americans are so weird. You guys don't even have pepper. It's like a fucking garnish. <laughs> oh. We are sensitive. We are sensitive. That's the way we are. We are sensitive. So one time we were at a barbecue on asado at um, Chico, what's the name? Ale Alejo and uh, Marisol. Mm -hmm. And they had an asado and we were there and the, one of their friends grabbed a bottle of sriracha sauce because he thought it was ketchup. And he poured it all uh, over his french fries, and everybody at the table watched this man do this, and everybody at the table looked at each other, and everybody just with their eyes agreed to just wait and see what happened. That sounds like a nice speak. It was like the best nonverbal communication of 15 people I'd ever seen in my life. And none of us really knew each other that well. We all just kind of gasped for air for a moment and looked around, and we're like, let's see what happens. And this dude like poured this all over his french fries and then he started eating them and then he stopped and then all of us started laughing and he got up and like ran out and had to deal with that shit but man it was hilarious that was my joke that was my story I guess it wasn't, <laughs> not was, good friend not ah, okay <laughs> i didn't get it really sorry not good here. friends i just walked Chico away the room and you guys are eating and he bombed so with his mind. joke well, wasn't really a joke. It was actually a true story. It was, just, it was fascinating to watch an Argentine eat sriracha sauce because it's fucking hot. Oh yeah, I can I can see <laughs> the eyes. And he thought it was ketchup. You you are evil people. And my evil uh, people. Wasabi mm -hmm. would be fun, I'm sure. Wasabi is nice. I love wasabi. Me too. It's a different kind of cake. So my. We are such a chubby yeah. person. We. We are just uh, talking about food. What the hell? I know, like, that's why I was like, all right, Marcella will help us divert back the tangle. And... <laughs> well, we, we, we're not, you know, we're not dancing so much, so it's like, uh, it... we're all eating. That's still happening. How's... Exactly. There's sports exactly. happening, there's food. How did your practice I... go today, Marcelo? You had an uh, I... interesting way of bringing up groundedness itself and i'm grounding this no, conversation I... right now this question thank you i can see <laughs> that i i'm yes uh, I, there is a, a group of people that call called paulos practica which is a famous practica in dc so they 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 run a practica every wednesday uh, when they were open right and now they run this the same wednesday and but they open the, the space for different teachers and I was invited today to, to teach, and I'm, I'm, I'm noticing, and I want to, at the same time, uh, explore new ideas of teaching that we were doing, you guys, with me. It's such an honor to work with you guys. To, I think that 
yeah, uh, I am really interested to hear as well from the for all of you, for everybody, for the dancers, for the teachers, from the students, uh, uh, what they are thinking about the concept. Because generally, the tango teacher generally goes to a lesson and start to give an idea, and that is okay. But now I'm thinking. I want to learn from you guys. What do you understand by certain subjects? Because uh, I want to keep uh, building up, not just to say, no, this is not the way, this is the way. Uh, so I'm cu I was curious. So today we had a very really interesting uh, brainstorming about the concept of groundedness. And it was beautiful to, to hear the, how different people find themselves grounded and how we can uh, Knowing that, uh, build on top I, of this, I, and it was fun. It was a nice brainstorm. I feel like I want to talk further about this idea because, but uh, over the years, I've spoken with several different teachers over the years about we want to we want to interact more with the students. We want to know what they think. We want to know what they feel. And there's a part of me that I, I appreciate that, and I think tango can be good for that. But then I compare it to other art forms and like mu music. And I'm like imagining a guitar teacher with a student saying like, tell me, how do you feel holding your guitar? <laughs> Does it give you power? Would you like to touch the strength? And it's like, there's a play, you know, you gotta learn how to play the guitar before you can understand what, well, I guess I'm curious, like what, what experience level do these students have that I you're interacting that. with? Cause like, if you're, cause there's some of the teachers I've spoken with about this over the years, they, they do this with like beginners and stuff, um, and I think there needs to be a little bit of foundation and, and experience and knowledge of the art form before we start getting so introspective about um, the experience that people are having of it, because I think they're ignorant and not aware yet enough of it to, to, to even know what they're experiencing, you know? That, that is a good point, and what I will, what I will add to what you just said, uh, it's, uh, for me, it's a different feel. Uh, when we are working with an instrument, mm -hmm. like a guitar, it's something external of us, so that we don't. We need to learn how to use something that we are not in. Uh, is exchange for our day-to-day -day life. At the same time, when we are talking about dancing, uh, yes, there is elements that we understand. At the same time, there is sensation that we cannot. Ignore a concrete example, a concrete example. For instance, there is people, there is one lady today, for instance, that she had an injury in her right ankle, ankle, right? And, and uh, when we were talking about what grounded means and doing some exercise, she realized that in order to be grounded, she needed to pay more attention about that, that particular leg because the reason of she has an, uh, uh, injured in that in that leg so she needed to do an extra movement or an extra uh, awareness of, of that leg which is different than playing a guitar if, if that if it makes sense what i'm saying so as a teacher what i i need to learn from them that feedback in order to give her another idea which can help her to have more elements to manage that injury that she has it happened to me, for instance, in my left leg that I uh, have an injury too, so I need to do an, a little more attention uh, in that particular leg. So all of us, we have a particular element in our body that we just know, we, we just feel. 
in order to 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 go to the well, next level. If that makes yeah, sense, no, what I'm does. saying. And it's interesting because whenever I take yoga classes, they always ask you in the beginning, "Does anybody here have an injury, mm-hmm. or want to share anything before we start?" Yeah. Um, so that the teacher can have maybe she'll maybe she'll or he'll still address the group generically, but then walk over to that specific person and, and say, "Okay, well, for you, don't do this like this because you have shoulder injury or, or this and that." And I try to adapt that. I've learned a lot. I, I feel like I've, by taking classes in other physical disciplines, I've tried to translate that into my teaching of tango, like whether it's Feldenkrais or, or yoga or, or even martial arts, because I think they they look at the body as a much more complex system and with a lot more um, blemishes or, or, or you know frailties that tango teachers can, they walk in and they're just like, okay, do this and... They don't maybe take the time to consider mm. that you have like four toes on one foot or you had a hip surgery or, or things of that nature. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like correctly. Oh. To, uh, not, they try to get to know you as a body and not just as a person that's in class. Like when you go to a yoga class or something like that or something like yes. like They want to yes. know more about your physical being and not just who you are but, as a person which is interesting but also they we're in those sort of classes we're there for our own how do i say this um you're there for your own personal growth and you're there within your own physical limitations but you can still achieve a lot and then like tango can still be addressed as like a dance class where everybody should ideally be able to achieve the same goal that the teacher sets out, but with our own physical limitations and things, we can't. But we have our own ways we could shoot, we could achieve different goals, but we're not um, addressing them necessarily as teachers because we're we're sort of focusing on arbitra- our, our arbitrary goals, like goals that that uh, you know, like we tend like you know, in some respect, all of us, maybe not specifically those here, us and you and. James and certain teachers, but you, you set an agenda like, okay, this is the class, we're going to teach this thing, and then that's it. But like, I feel like in yoga and certain other disciplines, it's like, well, do what you can, get most, get what you can out of it for yourself, but don't hurt yourself, don't push yourself too much. Um, I think like, I don't know, I think we've been in yes. classes like that for Tango too. Sure, it's sure, not, but it's not all difficult. Like yeah, and yeah. we, like, when we build for harder stuff too, we're like, if it's if we see mixed levels, we also like are like, please work on like what you feel you need more, and not don't go for, don't focus, don't go for the end results. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the challenge with teaching people tango is like when people come to yoga and stuff too. I think stu- teachers probably have this experience like people come with a goal of like being able to do a back bend or be more flexible but the idea is the journey my goal is to sleep at the end <laughs> <laughs> well that's what you mean, right no but you mentioned an interesting okay guys about the journey the and they um, they emphasize that and they want you to learn that and i think as tango teachers like if you're if your goal is that too you tend to emphasize it but if you don't see it like that it gets lost mm-hmm. 
Perfect. It's what you mentioned, Chico, is exactly what, the, what I was aiming in this lesson. For instance, a question for you, for, 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 for us, for uh, Tango Dancers, right? Mm -hmm. Shall we be grounded all the time? This is one question. Don't answer me. Think about it. Other question that I have is, for whom shall, shall I will be grounded? For whom? What is their purpose to be grounded? So this is, these are questions that I, I'm, I'm curious to, 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 to explore as a community and find a common mm -hmm. answer. Because there are no questions that are answered. It's just assume. Mm -hmm. I have an answer, but I'm not thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting, more. right? Yeah. No, it's good. For whom? for whom? For me, for for her, for for the couple, for whom? Mm -hmm. That is her. For and now let's do a let's let's involve the people who is listening, guys. For whom shall we be grounded? What do you think? Give us an answer. I have three options: for myself, for my partner, or for the couple. Like I said, what do you think? Cheeky. For me. <laughs> I also want to say that um, we touched on we talked about this last week about the idea of who is learning, where they're learning, and what they're paying for in terms of like people go to yoga or certain other kung fu for one or other things like yeah you're paying for it but it's really it's always approached from a, a, a much more internal experience but the way you teach Marcelo and I like sometimes Chico and I but we tend to we tend to like teach in many, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but um, your classes are always about like who, how each person is going to experience it for themselves in that moment, in that hour or two hours or whatever, and you really for, force, in a way, force people and challenge people to do that, and, it, and it's challenging, you know, like, you can't really skate through a class with Marcelo. You do have to be present, you have to think, you have to show up, and you challenge people to do that, and um, and that's really good I think I think a your I think that's your goal and I think you're really good at it. You're setting out and you're yeah. achieving it, and I congratulate you on that. And b I think it's good for students that want to get deeper for themselves into themselves about what they're doing when they're dancing or or, or growing as a tango person, um, because we can't just you know as we talked about last week we can't. It would be great if you could pay more money and get more results. But uh, you don't really know what you want out of something until you are really swimming in it for a long time and start to see, you know, who you are in re in relationship to that, to that experience. That's why I was like kind of playing devil's advocate okay. before about the whole like, what do you mean by listening to the students yes. and this and that? Because some students just say, well, I just want to be better. I just want to learn the. What's the kicky thing, the bolero? You know, or like, <laughs> or like they've never even heard being grounded. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, at the same a, time, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm just sort of fleshing out more what, what your your goals are because I, I, I think I get them already, but I want people listening to, to sort of understand better. Thank you. Thank you. At the same time, I'm thinking, you know, something that I'm learning uh, for myself and uh, and. And I, and I think as all as a community, as, as well as a human being, all, I, I believe that all of us, we want to have a good time and we want the people who are around us have a good time. 
And most of us were trying to do our best in order to do that. At the same time, if we are not, if we don't know what, uh, how to have a good time, if we don't uh, never enjoy, I'm going to use this example, but as a joke, but at the same time, much deeper. If I don't enjoy the Milanese, how am I going to share somebody that pleasure to eat a Milanese if I don't know how it is? Mm -hmm. Make sense? I need to I need to experience something. I need to, as a dancer and, and as a uh, as somebody who wants to have a good time with another person, I need to feel in myself something nice, comfortable, and and safety in order to embrace somebody and this person feel that safety and discomfort, because in another way I'm just faking it, and 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 then doesn't work. If that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I feel and like then, enthusiasm uh, is contagious. Um, when I, even if it's something that I'm not even interested in, if somebody's talking about something that they're really passionate about, I'll immediately want to look into it. Yeah. Same here. I hear somebody talking about woodworking or, or whatever, and they're in, oh, look, da da da, and, oh, you, you wouldn't believe, like, and I'm just like, wow, that's, I'm yeah. motivated now to know yeah. more or maybe want to learn something well, like for myself. Similar to like, I, a little bit similar to also Karen and I were having this conversation about, I think she said like they had this exhibits about like all the different types of guitars Van Halen had or something. And she's like, I never really even knew that much about guitars to know like there's all these different kinds to, and like it makes you curious all of a sudden. Like mm -hmm. today, I was thinking about that. I want to look into that, and like, um, and it's the same. Like you said, it's contagious. Like when somebody's creating that curiosity in you, um, you become more involved. Yeah, and you. Yes, I the same. You see that there's a. Sorry. There's a, you see that there's something about the way somebody else experiences something that has moved them so much. And you respect that person, also, so it's it helps you have an interest, like a, a more of a respect for that as well. Like um, I remember Evan once talking about how he used to always hate Canaro, and then he met a person who like thought Canaro was like you know the most amazing uh, arranger and musician and orchestra leader and. and played his music for Evan for a long time and was so enthusiastic and then Evan was like, yeah, now I'm kind of in trouble because I really love Canaro because this guy just kept, like, he was so, like, persuasive about what made Canaro so awesome. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, I will translate it to to the movements, right? When you, when When we go to a party or a place that we don't know or we... we meet this dancer in the milonga and we touch them and embrace them and they for a reason has this peace or that that uh, soft embrace that kind of like yes internal peace that make us feel wow it's okay i i can i can be safe here or i can be seen remember we were talking in the, one of the last, in the first podcast that you guys were asking what what do what for you is that one embrace mm -hmm. and most of the people were saying to be seen to be sure. To be touched, yeah. to, exactly, to so, exactly. So, I, yeah, to be home. So I've I, I noticed that one of the best way to uh, share this sensation is 
if I can feel it in my own, if I feel it in my own, it's much easier for the person who dances with me to feel it yeah. too. And, and when we are in a new place at the same, right? This person who is in peace, who has more, I don't want to call it confidence, but yes, more self-awareness, make the room feel as well mm -hmm. much, much calm. So and this, and, and the only way that I found in order to help people that learn from with me is to uh, ask them, okay, in which moment do you feel that this, this, and they are going to give me information. And thanks to that information, I can help them to reinforce that sensation mm -hmm. instead to force them to what path they, maybe they don't, it doesn't work for yeah. them. If that makes sense, yeah, you're saying. basically it's trying better. to get them to relate to another moment in life that might even be outside of tango where they feel that sensation, right? Yes, like exactly. Bring that experience and... Yeah. Yes. For instance, in this, in this example of, of this, uh, of Jessica, says she has the injury in her mm -hmm. foot. If I will insist that in order to be uh, grounded, she needs to move her hip in this way, she needs to place her ribcage in this way, blah, 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 that will help, but it's not going to help completely. Oh, the best, if I didn't hear that she needs to pay more attention to that ankle mm -hmm. that she has an yeah. injury with. Yeah. And like, it's, that it's is also what I'm, like, again, I think it's part of the journey like anything else. Like, today at this point of her life that has to be one of her main focuses to find that sensation and when that heals it's going to be another part of her body that the focus is going to change that's the other thing and yes exactly exactly I also feel that is movable yes. sorry yeah go ahead no, what I'm reporting that that the the ground doesn't mean it's not something static. Yeah. But exactly what you're saying. Once we found some grounds in some part, then we'll need to work in another part, and maybe the next time we need to keep it another another part. So release this idea that I can find grounds, and when I found it, I will not let it yeah. go. Mm -mm. It doesn't work and like it's that. It's like for me also, it changes every time we dance. Slightly, yeah, you learn a way like you get on a bike and you have a way of like embracing that moment. Yes, you have a technique and you have a way of finding it and you'll find yourself there more and more. But it's still, you're not going to feel the same groundedness every time you dance. And I think, so it's not just technique. It, it goes back, like one, I think it's an emotional experience as well as a physical experience. It complements each other, yeah. the emotional state or I the agree with you. state. And then, like, if I had a super tense day and my shoulders are so tense from carrying shit around New York all day, and I had a pissy day, and I'm going to get into an embrace, it's going to take me a different time and different kind of focus to find the groundedness I'd love to find as a dancer. Um, that is absolutely what i uh, that is one of my focus that to reshape my teaching to create more dialogue and from there help uh, give tools for different moments of different uh, elements that the person needs but i need that information if the other person doesn't give it to me uh, it doesn't yeah. work 
So I'm working. Yeah, I've been green grounded. I remember as a beginner, a lot of my teachers would, like Robin, for example, would say, like, you need to be more grounded. Yeah. And I don't know what that means at the time, but that's not the teacher's fault. Like, it's not like you didn't explain it clearly, but it's something you need to internalize. But I remember my first time in Buenos Aires trying to dance at the Milongas, super crowded, terrifying. You know, I, I go there for a month or whatever. I come back to New York. Floor to, before I go to Buenos Aires, floors in New York are crowded. It's terrifying. I go to Buenos Aires. It's like, what the fuck is this? This is bananas. I come back to New York and I'm like, wow, there's so much space um, compar comparatively. And uh, that ease allowed me to be more grounded. Mm -hmm. And he and I remember like he because he had like fucking father's eye on me like for the first year or two, yeah. you know, in New York. And I remember him commenting and saying, like, yeah, you got really grounded in, in Buenos Aires. And I was like, actually, I got grounded right now. You should you should have seen me down there, dude. I was fucking terrified. <laughs> there, there you are. That is a good, really good example. I Guys. Yeah. Sorry. Please, 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 I, I Chico. I remember, like, when, like, I was hearing this a lot because apparently when I was a beginner dancer and maybe, like, even an intermediate dancer, I didn't exist much. Like, it, so it was really hard to feel where I was moving from, where I was. Like, so I would hear, like, you're too light. I didn't know what that meant. So I would always, and, like, one of my teachers would say, like, you should move like you're 300 pounds. Now, I don't know what that means. Like, I understand, <laughs> like, I need to feel like I'm heavier. Um, it took me years to, like, and part of that, like, getting there was physical work, and it was, like, one of the turning points were the physical work we did with you in strengthening our feet in strengthening our ankles, our legs, like being able to connect the pieces of the body to one another mm -hmm. so that we can actually connect to the ground. Uh, but then again, like some time passed until, and now I think the best way I would explain this is like uh, in aerial yoga, when they talk about like, in order for anti-gravity to work, you need to have gravity. And for I feel like for groundedness to work, you need to have a floating sensation at the same time. Like it's not just one thing, it's not just one direction. So I always feel floating along with groundedness now because that's the sensation like when I walk out of my aerial yoga too that I love that. Like my hips feel heavy, I feel so calm with my breathing, like my back feels expanded, but I feel like it's so easy to move and effortless and I feel light at the same time, like all of that. And um, anyway, but that, I jumped from one thing to the other, but it was just such a journey no, no. to get to that for me. What you said, with you, what, what you guys were saying is exactly what I am trying to explore and, and, and improve in my method of teaching, teaching, which is, for instance, for some people, the concept of groundness is linked with the concept of heaviness, mm -hmm. right? And this word is the one that they are searching in as a sensation. In your case, you choose the idea of uh, floating, mm -hmm. grounded and floating. So 
me as a instructor, that somebody who wants to help the, 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 the evolution of the dancer, I need to be aware, what is the word that you choose to link with grounded? And now I know that in Chico, it is floating. With X people will be heaviness. So now that I grab this information, it's easier for me to work with that information. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's important. And if you ask me like two, three years ago, it wouldn't, like, I don't think I would have even mentioned the floating sensation. Like, it just, it had to come later. Like, it couldn't have been at the beginning is the word that I would have, I didn't, if I heard that at the beginning, I would have gone the wrong direction. Because I think I was already just floating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we know that for Adam, it's bananas, <laughs> so we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, calmness. groundedness is about, yeah, calmness, because it's not necessarily anything physical. That it's about knowing what you're trying to do, whether it's floating or, you know, not budging if somebody bumps into you or, not or taking, the, taking the bump and using it to go. Yeah. Groundedness is, is is a state of like awareness. It's, it's in, I mean, you could you could try to speak only about it as a physical thing, of course. If you're teaching a student to be more connected to the floor and this and that, but but ultimately, groundedness is 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 a way. I mean, yeah. if you look up like at Bruce Lee, you know, if you look at Bruce Lee's book, The Art of Life, you know, he talks about being grounded, and it's really just mastering every situation that you're in. But not even con not even consciously at, after a point. It's just like aware an awareness of being present in all moments yeah. of ground. That's and that's why, like to me, that's why I also said floating, like not in a physical sense, that like as well as a physical sense that means calmness to me. Like it just comes with weight, which is like contradicting it. But I don't know if that makes sense. Like, um, that's it's like just, water. Um, yeah, like, and I'm also like super calm when I'm floating in the water. Like all of that, I uh, relate to. Yeah, it's something that uh, uh, that is. Thank you, uh, others, for to bring that. Uh, that is another challenge as well in this time for me as a as a structure because there is people that they are like visual or visual or more people that are more words and other people that are more uh, kinetic and to find and to dialogue with this person in order to understand how this person works and when I know that how I this person uh, when I know that information it's much easier as well to connect with images or with sensations or with words that make this this person uh, Achieve what they want the person want to achieve, and I, and I, uh, it's a, for me it's a challenging, and I feel like a, a, a boy with a new toy uh -huh. trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we need to talk about new new projects. I'm really excited for yeah. that. So, so as well. Yeah, I know. We have the project of James coming, <laughs> right? Yeah. I may not be here. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chico's going to potentially for the turkey <laughs> for the, uh, oops, for the what? <laughs> to visit family. <laughs> to visit family, possibly, if I don't. But I'll be, let's say for now, I am part of the project at October 17th with James and 
Krista and Marcelo and Adam. I should look up the project to find out what we're talking about. Well, we're going to take like a teaching <laughs> classes, so we're going to look at the classes. They have three levels, and we're all going to come up with a concept based on like what they've been doing in the last five, six weeks, so we can introduce something we're inspired by what they did to their students or our students who might want to. Guys, we are going to have new big teams. We are going to have these people from the mountains. <laughs> Would you say Santa Fe is mountains? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I think yeah. so. Idea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there like twice. Yeah. It, it will be my first time. I never. I didn't think that. I don't. I don't remember going there, or I don't remember people that took lessons with me from that part of the world. Uh, yeah. I I taught in Austin, That's Texas. Not very close. Yes, I keep always like relating Santa Fe to Austin. So like around here, cities are close to each other, but over there, cities are really fucking far. Even the ones in the same state. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like eight hours. I shit. know, like Houston and Austin are so in my head together, and I don't know why I like always link Santa Fe to. Mm -mm. That and then I have to keep reminding myself that it's Albuquerque that I'm thinking about. Anyway, I had a little detour there, guys. No That's problem. really interesting, Marcelo. So what else did you hear from your participants today that you might want to share with us? No, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm really working in different kind of projects in this moment in order to, uh, to, to find out uh, and be a, a more... Uh, connected with with the people that they are on the side, right from the other side of the screen, because it's for me it's fascinating to hear these stories of these uh, people that they are in in, uh, in uh, working or they are they come in to just to have some moment of distraction. Other people that really wanted to learn. Other people that just wanted to have a, a social interaction. So for me it's fascinating, and I'm really I'm really glad. And I'm starting a new project as well at, at midday to pop, uh, pop up, break up, tango break uh, to just 40 minutes to, to do some activity, body activity, to make the heart move, take a break in the day so we can keep working. That is another project that I'm working so to. So what's going to happen so in that? What's the detail? Similar to it is similar to your idea of the of the of the of the milonga mm. workout that you have. Yeah, uh, it's, it's similar, but for midday, at midday for Tango Spheres, we are so it's just thirty minutes. Something one day we are going to do something workout to bring the cardio up. Another thing, other day is more about uh, mindfulness and body awareness cool. to. To bring the head to to calm the brain in the day of 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 work. That's great. I I like these like short classes also like um, during this time, mm -hmm. like not uh, committing to something long, but having be like in the middle of the day or like when we were doing stuff with Eleanor too, like keep it to 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes it skips the party. <laughs> uh, yes, it's yes. Like it's, it's yes. organic. You start with the idea of a 
small commitments and then sometimes with the group that ends up being a little longer or it just ends up being just mm -hmm. on time. Yeah, it's hard to say uh, like, like this is going to be an hour and then after like half an hour you're like, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That. No, I know, but and, uh, that's just... It's usually the opposite. And you know, guys, other thing that I'm realizing, I don't know if it happened to you, but something that the people start to I have to receive feedback from it is that as we are all of us we we are working in our places and and before we were used to have a, a routine right and this time I leave this time I have a breakfast or this time I go to work and this time blah, blah, blah. there is more organization that helped to, to shape the day and as well to have a frame in our life in this time there is not such a frame we can wake up and it most depends on our our, our discipline uh -huh. and and searching for something outside of our self-discipline to give us some frame that show us some real, 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 reality, you know, yeah. uh, that we can count with, that we are committed to, and they have this hour where we are going, to, we know that we have this uh, uh, thing we to do. to this, Create yeah. as well a frame committed to that that create help to the to, to the people to have a like a frame to where to move yeah, yeah. and this is something interesting happens, super interesting uh, like that um anyway, uh, what i was going to say like my tuesday classes with strengthening and mobility like uh, it's for me it's as good for me as my students if not more because i feel it makes me committed to that work that I'm going to do with my body for that half hour or an hour that I never get to skip mm -hmm. instead of like it being my it's usually what I do with myself but I can slack doing it but when I'm doing it with friends and students I am definitely like more committed to it um, yes at the end we think that we are free but bullshit we need some some but. chains to, to keep us sane to stay grounded yeah well, they, they, we humans are such a strange creature Just, <laughs> we want freedom we want freedom but if you don't give me some schedule something that I commit yeah. to that I'm chained to I lose my we're control like, what the fuck is that free and then we're like we need chains a little bit to stay sane well, that's that's a very long discussion about the illusion of, you know, if we wanted to be free, we wouldn't have constructed ourselves to live in societies exactly. that require us to go to work every day so we could pretend that we are, you know, earning money to buy freedom by buying stupid shit. We could all just live in the fucking forest and, like, I mean, we, we have alternatives. We have the technology to achieve it. Um, this is a... but. I think I want to wrap up the, the show for tonight, though. Um, yeah. I mean, I just see, like, especially during COVID, I just see all the absurdities that were, you know, like, how do we work from home? How do we force our kids to go to school? Like, how do we live in this new reality that, that, you know, I'm sure it's going to go back to quote-unquote normal. Um, but how do we try to, like, fake it for a while? Oh, we'll do remote learning. Oh, we'll, we'll force them to go back to school. Then they'll come home because there's a case of COVID. Oh, we're going to work from home. It's like all these stupid, and then I'm like realizing like we're, we're all doing all this dumb shit that we've made, like at this point, we have technology, we have so many things that we could use, tools, 
that we could use to do all these things for us. So we could just we could all just go to the like we could all just go to the park every day and read and learn and be with our families and travel and see friends and and like live like the tango lifestyle basically because we don't all need to like go out and farm and raise crops and kill animals and hunt and gather it's just this perpetuating system of, of nonsense i don't know and then we we say like well we have to do this to maintain our freedom and it's then there's that irony and this is a you know a discussion that I don't really feel like having right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you went on and on about it. <laughs> no, I do understand. And and and, and for my, I'm, I am in this, in this conversation because I came back to school, guys. I didn't know I told you. I I started to study. I came back to the university, or virtual university. Oh, what are you? Studying? And they are giving us up. I'm studying uh, marketing, uh, marketing and digital communication, mm. and. Good timing. Yeah, and, Good for you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and the and the and the books that they are they are sending us in the beginning are all these philosophical books about how the society is changing and are amazing amazing insights that I have in that I don't want to bring now because I know that we are going to start to talk about blah, blah. so I go with Adam. Let's wrap it up and let's talk about that next, next time. Week. When we have James here with some wine and we go. Deal. Sounds good. That sounds good. So uh, I'm going to play us out with, I want to hear Rosario. So I'm okay. going to play us out with Rosario. I want to say one thing before you play us out. Uh, Jorge Torres was supposed to join us tonight. Uh, we aren't sure exactly what happened. Or it could be. He's 13 <laughs> hours ahead of us. So. We don't know yet what happened, but we will catch up on that. So if you were listening to us to hear him and find him with us, we'll figure out and we'll have him another week. Maybe. Our apologies for that. If he makes us forgive him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need to say thank you to Audrey and Potato. They are, they are so nice. They're interacting with us in the in the chat. Yes. Thank you, ladies. Yes. We are, we are really, and what do you, send a, a hug to our producer, sure. the, your producer, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I made 20 bucks tonight on the show. And thanks, Pacha, for bringing Lanetta on the show. Yep. <laughs> and and Pacha um, Pacha. What was um, I going to say? That's it. Oh, and I want to thank 10,000 downloaders for downloading the show 10,000 times. Really? 10,000? I really like it. That's just downloaded over and over again. I don't know how that works, but... Um, Thank you. Wow. It's, it's all the family, four family members, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so we're going to play us out with some Rosario. Thank you, Marcelo. Bye, Marcelo. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Don't watch you. the debate. Yeah. And yeah, watch the debate. This white dude is so white. My Lord. <laughs>